Hey guys, so welcome to Latinx Now, The Files. Once again, we have Maria Celeste here to talk to us about the story behind the story on the murder of Selena Quintanilla. The book, which of course you wrote, uh, it's called El Secreto de Selena. Correct. And in English, it's Selena's Secret, which of course was then adapted uh, for television. Uh, so we'll be discussing that as well. The initial reaction to it, I guess the word is you could use is controversial, right? Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> yes. To say the least, it was controversial. It was very difficult at the beginning because when you, when you publish a book, for you it's like having a baby. You waited so long to write it. And then it goes out there. When you see it in the stands, you're so excited. Your heart you know, beats really fast. And then when I, when I saw the controversy that started when the father opposed the book, um, I was very taken aback. I didn't think that was going to happen because I had interviewed him many times and, and he had given me a lot of insight about what happened in the months previous to Selena's death, how he discovered what was going on with the murder and all that. And all that is in the book. So when he started saying that the book was written based on the lies of the murder, I was pretty shocked. I think that's the biggest misconception about the book. Yes, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. It just so happens that it came out at the same time that the movie uh, produced by the father came out. So many um, publications said this is a, a tale of two cities, you know, like two different things, uh, of the same wow. story, two different I things. I didn't know that either. Yeah, and, um, and it really wasn't two different tales. It was the same tale because um, both stories talk about uh, a superstar that was discovered with an incredible talent since she was six years old. Right. And he takes it all the way to the point that she becomes almost mega famous, but not there yet. Right. And, my st and then, of course, she, she dies. My story begins exactly at the point in which the other story ends. That's where mine begins, right. which is when she gets killed. And it talks about the trial, and it talks about uh, everything that happened after, and it talks about the months previous to her death that were so instrumental to understanding what happened with her and why she was killed. So it's all about her. And it's all about the same, uh, the same uh, person. Definitely, I think that it is controversial because people thought that one was trying to steal the spotlight of the other. And okay. in my case, that wasn't it at all. It, it was pretty much unplanned that way. Um, we were supposed to release it uh, a little bit before the movie, and that didn't happen. And, um, and then we ended up saying, well, let's do it at the same time because everybody's going to be talking about of it. Of course. So when it came out, we were very uh, excited, but it was very controversial because um, the father was not in agreement with it. Then again, he really is not in agreement with anything that has to do with a project that he does not supervise directly, which I respect. But mine was ba based in facts, and it was done respectfully. So I kind of uh, uh, felt uncomfortable when he started making reference to my book and saying that it was full of lies, that it Correct. was done uh, according to the version of Yolanda Saldivar, the murderer. And none of that was true, but how could I explain it? So uh, at the time, my, my best way of doing it was by um, donating the proceeds so that people would know that I had no monetary, you know, interest in it. Correct. Not that I like to give money away. No, no, none but, of us. But so that right. you know, first of all, Books don't make that much money, no, even they if they're successful, mm -hmm. unless they're Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, of, of course, of course. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I have a career as a serious journalist. I didn't want it to be, you know, damaged right. by the implication that I had, you know, taken, uh, taken advantage of the memory of Selena 
and and the blood money kind of a thing. Right. So I said no. I said I, I I'm not going to do that. I rather you know, give up to that money, give up that money, yeah. and do something good with it. And maintain your And maintain my integrity and my integrity, reputation. Right, of course, which of course. I, I think it was the right decision at the time. So when that happened at the beginning, I was very um, shocked by that reaction. I was just going to ask you that because, again, you do your homework, you, you, you prepare for this, and then, obviously, since you know it's all based on facts, you say, well, no one should have a problem with this. It's based on facts, yes. right? But again, there was a controversy around it, and you just said you were shocked about it. I was, and it was based on facts, and it was written very respectful to her memory. And so I was shocked. But then I, you know, when her father opposed the book, I realized it, it might not even be that personal because he opposed other books. He opposed another book uh, that was published by a reporter back then uh, of Texas Monthly, which was about Selena's musical career. And I read the book and I thought it was like so nicely done. And so it was like a, like an ode to her musical career. And the father opposed that. And then years later, um, the widower, Chris Perez, mm -hmm. wrote another book. That's right. He had his own book. Mm -hmm. He did, about their love life, right. and, and, you know, what they went through as a marriage. And the father opposed that as well. And he ended up being even the subject of a lawsuit, the, the, son, the former right. uh, son-in-law. So you weren't taking it so, personally. So I didn't take it personally, but I, I, re I, mean, I realized that it wasn't because of me. And I, I understood. I said, well, he wants to keep everything under his wing, right. and I respect that. No, absolutely. In the moment when you realize, okay, there is this controversy looming over this book, Again, you being Maria Celeste, uh, with an incredible reputation, integrity, obviously decide to do with the, with the monetary, you know, with the money. At what point then were you just like, oh my gosh, did I make a mistake? Should I not have done this? Did that ever cross your mind? No. No, because I knew that everything that was in the book, that is in the book, it's true. It's factual. Right. If I had this the slightest doubt about it, I would have regretted it. But no, I knew it was factual. I knew that it was ironclad. I knew that it was done from, from a point of view of admiration to Selena and her memory, uh, of putting myself in the place of, uh, of the family. And, of course, it can never be the same because I am not family. Right. But um, I always I tried to do it with uh, the, most, the, the most amount of sensitivity that I could. Did you have any contact with her family after that or how was your contact you know with the family after you released this no book? i never i never had any contact again uh, i know still to this day I, I i saw a couple of times uh ab okay and he was very nice he was very polite mm -hmm. um but that was long after i published the book i think if i would have saw him right after the father was so upset that he would that would not have been his reaction but he was very polite afterwards and um, no, I never saw, I never came into contact with them or there was no communication. Only what I read in the media and I guess what he read about me in the media. Of course, of course. Yeah, I'm sure that you obviously had interest from not just the Latino media, but from the mainstream market as well in regards to this book. Were you expecting that? I kind of was because when she, when she died, when she was killed, Everybody in the world wanted to know about her. I right. mean, she made headlines in Japan, London, uh, everywhere in the world she was uh, being talked about. So I knew the, the Anglo market was going to be talking about it because all the, you know, news magazines were talking about her. And um, I expected it, but um, I think it went even beyond what I expected. Right. It did. Beyond. It did. Beyond. Beyond, because since it was released at the same time of the movie, there was so much 
talking about it that it, it kind of like the book kind of piggy bank on that. Right. Now it's incredible because again, as you said, this was 23 years ago. 23 years ago. 23 it's, years. It's, it's crazy, Eternity. right? 23 years ago. Yet here we are not only discussing it, right, but also knowing that there is a series That's based right. on the book as well. There's right? a series called El Secreto de Selena um, that has been uh, done with the same care and the same you know, consideration and, and respect to her memory as the book was made. And I think that people are being very receptive about it. Now, when you were doing the investigation, it was the publisher that came to you, approached you, and said, write a book. Great. So that was... Okay, now I'll write a book about this. As you were writing the book, did you have in your head, I will eventually make a series about this or something for television? Or no. was that also a, an approach from somewhere else? No, I actually, when I was writing the book, all I could think was, oh my God, I have a deadline. Oh my God, I can't sleep tonight. <laughs> you couldn't think of anything else. I couldn't think of anything else. I, I couldn't see clear. That's why, of course, when I, when I look at the book now, I, there's a lot of things that I would like to update or write better. But, you know, I was really crashing when I was doing it. And when, when I finished it, and then a lot of people started reading it, and it became like a really sought-out book. And it, it sold out. The first edition sold out like in, in hours. Wow. And then they had to do so many other editions. So, wow, so it really? Was, yeah, it was like that. It, the book has had like 17 editions. But the, because the, the first ones were small, you know. And um, so uh, I remember that I was uh, in my former employer's office, uh, at the, one of the, the director of programming, and one time we were talking about it, and he's a, he was a very he is a very bright man, and we were discussing the the book, and we started to say, my God, this is like a like a novella, like a soap opera, but it's a sad soap opera, and he and he's like, yeah, it's like a soap opera. I said, hey, are we like tapping into something? So we started to talk about developing into a few episodes, like a short novella, soap opera. Like miniseries almost. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But back then, this is 23 years ago, the, the word miniseries, that format, that, that genre, did not really exist. Exists in the Latin world. In, in the Latin world, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, yeah, like a little, we used to call it a little novella. And, um, and then uh, we started to develop it, the episodes. And that's how 23, like 22 years ago, I started to say, oh, my God, this could be it. This could be because people didn't see the trial. They couldn't go inside the courtroom. Okay. And here they're going to be reading about it before they will hear me talk about it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's a new dimension when you can actually see it in video. And for the miniseries that we did, um, you see it and you're transported. The, the, the courtroom is identical. Everything that happened was identical. It's like seeing, you know, like, like being there for the first time. I want people to understand this and realize this. It's not like you just said, here, go at it. Enjoy, have fun, and no. show me the end product when it's done. No. no, you have been involved throughout the entire process. Well, one of the things that we're really good about having to wait for the, for the production of the, of the miniseries is that now I, I have more experience, and now I have... Um, you know, more knowledge about how to produce things. So one of the things that came into the package of producing the miniseries and my selling of the rights is that I wanted to be executive producer because I really wanted to be very careful about this product, make sure that it was, that the story was told with respect to Selena, that it was not, it, nothing was invented or exaggerated for the purpose of viewership. It didn't have to. So I wanted to make sure that it was that way. So I wanted to supervise everything. And when... I first got the script of the, like the first episode. I realized that I needed to get involved so that he had my stamp, so that 
it had the gist that I wanted it to have. Right. And so I got involved. I ended up writing, you know, a big part of the of the screenplay. Did you? And I didn't know how to write a screenplay. So <laughs> yeah. I, I thank all the writers that worked with me for their patience because they were really nice. And they taught me how to do this. And now I have that extra skill. Very cool. Yeah. Obviously, not only for the sake of respecting Selena, but also, I mean, it's, at the end of the day, it's your reputation on the line as of course. well, without a yeah. doubt. And now you've learned a new skill and a new trait. No, and also, since... Maria Celeste, my character, I'm one of the characters as the journalist that puts together the story. I wanted to make sure that my character was protected. <laughs> Without, I, <laughs> I don't wanted blame to make you. sure that we got a, you know, a, a good-looking actress and everything. So I had to be executive producer for all those reasons. I don't blame you at all. How much role did you take in the casting process? Um, I, I had a lot to say in my, my character mm -hmm. and I, a little bit on the uh, Selena one. And they, they casted Jolanda Saldivar, which I would have never thought that the actress that they casted... Never, ever. ...could do that job well. well. Would I have been wrong? Oh, my God. The, if she was, if that actress was in a movie in the United States and she would be getting an Oscar. Not a nominated, without yeah, a doubt. She would have gotten nominated. Without a doubt. You have the book. You have the series. Is there anything that's coming next? Well, we just, I just ended recording the audible version of the book in both Spanish and English. Okay. And that was quite a, an experience because I'm, I'm used to reading the news and talking about issues that have to do with news. Yeah, of course. And here I had to basically act. And it's very, if, if you find it hard to act, imagine acting that all you can relate to is the voice. Of course. So it was very hard because I was, as I was doing it, first of all, I had to relive all that time. So right. it was like being transported to that. I had to you know, channel that, those moments again. And, and I also had to do the voice. I had to do Jolanda Saldiva, for example. And Oof. she had a very particular voice. Wow. And there were nine hours in, in, in which she was um, a, inside the truck that she didn't want to give herself up, talking to the police. And those were nine hours of complete anguish. So when I had to do the sections that had to do with that, like her voice, screaming, and in English... With my accent, you can imagine, <laughs> I, I, we had to do like 200 takes so that they could understand me, they could understand that it was her, so they could understand the anguish, they could understand the, the, the feeling that I was trying to of convey. And that it was well done. Just And overall. that it was well done, yeah. So it was quite a, it was, I mean, I, when I would get home after those recordings, I had to like shake off that, that, that feeling of, of uh, hopelessness and, right. and, and craziness that she had during those hours. It was, it was tough. You know, I got to say my hat's off to you, Maria Thank Celeste, you. because, again, being the, the absolute pro in your field and then you go ahead and, and challenge yourself is really what you're doing it's to, a good thing to, to, to do all of yourself. these different things. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's, it's very inspiring. It's very inspiring. You. And, and, you know, for someone that obviously, in, like in my shoes, that's in the first stages, you know, of his career. You're doing a great job. Anyone. Oh, you're thank you. are doing a great job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I was thinking, you. I could hire him for my show, but then you're doing these bigger, better things. No, I'm hireable. I'm hireable. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just, I think that anyone that's, that's listening or watching, you know, this right now, I really think that they can take a lot just out of even just that period. You know, you've always push yourself to that next thing and I just think that that's fantastic so that's, just just a little side note for well, you well that's something in Spanish we have a saying de los cobardes no se ha escrito nada which means uh, nothing has been written about cowards it's true and it's true history mm -hmm. has shown that the people that have guts uh, are the ones that make it's it very make true, it to history without a doubt now talking about making history I think that uh, you know perhaps this is the best way to close all of this is 
had Selena not been killed on that fateful day, where do you think, where does Maria Celeste think she would be today? She would be, I think she would have gotten a couple of Grammys. I think she would have quite a few kids because she liked uh, big families and she expressed many times that she wanted right. to be a mother. Um, I don't know if she would have been the world superstar that she is now, but she would have been famous because she was very talented. Right. And I think she would have done a very successful crossover as we saw with her book, with her uh, music in Dreaming of You. Correct. Um, I don't know if we, were ha we would be having these files about her success, if we would get to that point, but I think she would have been happy. I think she would have been. Yeah. Maria Celeste, thank you so much for joining us here thank on Latinx you. and Other Files. I hope you had a good time. I as loved well. it. I yes. loved it, yes. I, I do feel like you and I could sit here and talk forever <laughs> on, on many different topics, we could. right? And maybe we'll have to revisit this. I would like that. Maybe we'll do a Latinx and Other Files, Maria Celeste. In Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> no, what are you talking In about? English or Spanish. Well, you know, you can bilingual. handle any language. Bilingual. <laughs> you can handle any language. Well, again, thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, we, I certainly hope that, you know, we are able to cross paths once again. Oh, we, we will. will. We will. We will. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you.